Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Red as an album. I've had a chance to sit down and listen to it. And I have to say I absolutely love it. So, I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about what you were going into this album planning to do. Like, was there something that you guys really wanted to achieve with this album? Um, no, not really. I mean, we just wanted to make a, a kick-ass album and, um, you know, to sort of follow along with how things have always gone with the and that is to just not have all the songs sounding the same, like... Um, you know, we've got our heavier songs, we've got our ballads, and we've got, um, you know, emotional songs, and that's kind of our, our formula, is to mix it up a bit, and I think we succeeded once again with Red, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that. They're like Some of the tracks even have kind of like a, a bluesy guitar sound come in there. How do, how do you guys go about doing the writing process of the album? Because all of the tracks do sound so different, is there a set way that you go about the writing process of these tracks? Uh, well, the last few years, well, pretty much since Be Like The River, we've been working on this album. And, um, so I've come up with quite a lot of songs, but we've also had older songs that we sort of didn't make Be Like The River or we'd forgotten about and then rewritten. Um, but I mean, we've been doing a lot of uh, getting together, like doing songwriting weekends, um, you know, going away to the beach and stuff and just trying to come up with stuff but um, a lot of the time it's just, you know, someone might have a riff or or, or Nick might have a whole song, he's like he can play everything and he might present to us like a whole song without vocals and go, hey, I really want to do this song, we did that with um, um, Bright Lights, actually um, but it's always, it's always different and I've always got lyrics, and Paul's always got lyrics, so we sort of share that, but, um, yeah, it's not always the same, it's not always just, you know, now comes up with a riff, and then we go from that, it's always um, a diff- different approach every time, so, yeah. it's keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, and lyrically, what was inspiring you? Because one of the things that really hit me with this album was there was some really thought-provoking lyrics on there, so what was kind of inspiring you when you were writing the lyrics? Was it just life in general? Yeah, I think so. A lot of there's a lot of life in general songs. I mean, um, the Victor was written after um, us as a band. We were coming back from a writing weekend, and we were sort of in the middle of nowhere, and we came across a um, a car crash that had just happened, and there were two kids um, lying on the road because they'd been thrown from the van, and um, yeah, we sort of we were helping them up before any of the appliances could get there, and you know that took a um, a toll on everyone, like everyone got affected by by that and the scene and um, of course made for good writing and um, also like Endo that was written after my um, endometriosis which I did not have until it was like an 11 centimetre um, mass on my ovary so <laughs> um, 
that was pretty much written just from like the surgery and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> so, some weird life things, but um. Yeah. yeah. So do you find writing about those kinds of things as a great outlet to kind of let them out? And, and what does that feel like then when you take something so personal and show it to the rest of the band? Because it's almost like getting them to read your diary. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel pretty good, you know, like, um, sometimes I'll, I'll just put lyrics to a song, but I won't tell them what it is or, or they'll kind of like figure out they go what are you saying there and I'll be like oh blah 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 and they're like what what, what does that mean and I'll tell them and they're like oh oh okay whoa <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah no, it's, it's, it's like um, yeah everyone's supportive and um, like another song we've got is actually Sweet Release was um, I had come up with some lyrics for it but not a lot just mainly the line um Life's Emotions Sweet Release. It was kind of like a, a sad song and um, Paul came up with the rest of the lyrics which was about this guy here in Hamilton, Matthew Stevens, who was um, underneath, um, not sorry, under mental health care at Waikato Hospital and he was let out for a unsupervised smoke break and he pretty much took off and killed himself. So, um, yeah, and his parents have sort of been trying to get an apology from from the the, the mental health um, facility for the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, one of the other things that really hits me with this album, too, are your vocals. I was lucky enough to see you play live um, in Melbourne, I think it was last year or the year before, and... Your vocals on that night were brilliant as well. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um, your background as a singer. Where did you learn to sing the way that you sing? Because you've got such an amazing vocal range. Huh. Thanks. <laughs> um, I didn't learn to sing. <laughs> it just, uh, just kind of came naturally, I guess. Um, my my dad was into a lot of... Well, he's in, still into a lot of metal. Um, like... You know, 70s, 80s middle. So I grew up listening to Dio and Joe's Priest and um, all the vocalists that were really, really high and lots of power. And um, I don't know, I got to high school and um, I sort of joined a vocals group to get out of classes and hang with my friends. And um, one of the music teachers sort of took a liking to me and, yeah, pretty much started from there. But um, she would just, you know, enter me into competitions and stuff and make me come into the music room on Saturdays and stuff, which was a little good for me because it was up the road from the house and um, take me through just vocal exercises and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was never really taught how to sing. It just kind of kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, tracks like Do You See Birds, how excited are you about being able to head out there and play that live? Because that sounds like the kind of track that is going to sound great live, and it, even everybody's high but me. I can see that being a track that everyone's going to sing along to live. So how excited are you about yeah. heading out and doing these new tracks live? Oh, I'm pretty excited. Like, um, do you see birds to me? Like, when we recorded it, I said, you know, this has to be the first song on the album. Because it's such a good, you know, it's just a, a, a ripping track. And um, we've only... We, well, we had only just started playing it live, and obviously a lot of our gigs have been 
postponed at the moment due to coronavirus and we're all stuck at home. But um, we, we've been playing everybody's high but me for the last two years, I think. And even though a lot of people don't really know what the song is because it's on the new album, it still gets people hyped up because it's just a... It's just a cool song. Yeah. You just touched on something there that I was actually going to ask a little bit later on. How has the fact that we're all in lockdown at the moment affected the release of the album? Like, because you would normally be out there touring and promoting the album. How has it affected um, you and what kind of things are you doing differently to promote the album this time around? quite a bit we've had to adjust like in the last two weeks because we yeah we were going to release it and then we're pretty much hopping on a plane and going to the UK and Europe to tour their first for the album um, and that, that's been cancelled and then pretty much our album release gig and our JV Hi-Fi and store signings everything's been cancelled so um, I mean we're still going to release it we're still going to put it out on the net um and there's, there's going to be physical copies you can buy, but they probably won't be um, sent out or obviously in the shops until after this is blown over. Like, um, I mean, we, we've just gone into lockdown. This is day one for us, and we're here for the next month. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> when, we, when we do get out, eventually we will be able to have those um, physical copies up. But everything's sort of internet-based at the moment, and... Um, yeah, it's a little bit harder, yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to come up with ideas every day. And I mean, last last week we had this idea that we were going to um, record a listening party for people before the album was released, and then we were going to record a show um, at the studio that we did the album and you know, put that on the internet. But, um, yeah, we obviously. We got told on Tuesday, oh, Monday, that we were about to go into level four, which is today. So, um, yeah, that, those, those ideas got crushed. <laughs> yeah. But a month... We, we are, we're coming up with stuff every day, so... <laughs> yeah. But a month in lockdown, I have this theory that with musicians being locked down for a month at a time... There's going to be a lot of songwriting going on at the moment. In 12 months' time, we're going to have some brilliant albums out there. Is that something that you're thinking about doing, doing a lot of writing while you're in lockdown? Yeah, I plan on it, definitely. And, um, you know, Mal's got, like, a music room set up at his place, and Nick and Paul live together. Because um, the father and son, Nick, actually just moved back home recently. So, I mean, they can write some stuff together and they've got like a little music that can set up so um yeah I'd, I'd like to try and yeah jot down some more lyrics and I guess start writing for the, the next album yeah <laughs> you, you mentioned before about um touring in Europe, um, you guys have done some amazing shows and got to play in some amazing places, download um, tours of Australia opening for Slash and Miles Kennedy. Tell us a little bit about how you feel that has matured the band a little bit as well, getting that exposure of being able to play in such amazing places around the world. Um, yeah, I think you just, you really appreciate um you know, everything now is just, you've played in the big places, but you're still also playing in some of the smaller places, and 
um, you've got to, you've got to become more grateful because um, you know we were we were spoiled when we went on tour with Hailstorm and we were playing these big venues in Europe. Like the first show we did was to three thousand people, and um, you know, and then we got back to the UK and we did a headline tour for ourselves and we're still not that well known. But we we're playing some. I think we played one show to like no shit, like twelve people. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just like, you know, that's it. That doesn't doesn't really matter to us now. And we've, I think, got to the point where any show is, is a good show. Um, I think the old, you know, back in the day, would probably be like, oh, this sucks, but. Any exposure is good exposure for us. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to pinch yourself, though, when you're walking out onto the stage at Download when you've got huge bands around you? Do you kind of have to pinch yourself at that time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially Download um, last year, and we played Download in the UK a few years back, and, you know, hanging out in the media rooms or, or just, Backstage, and you are surrounded by these big bands that play us, and um, you know it's just—it's crazy, but it's awesome, and you just become very, very grateful that you're you're able to do this. Yeah, definitely. Now, bringing it back to Red, um, you got to work with um, with Greg Haver as producer. Tell us a little bit about what Greg's like to work with, and what you feel he brought to your music as well. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's cool, he's real funny, funny Welshman, um, you know, we sort of had him on a track from one of our recordings in Tetbury in the UK a few years back, um, he did some percussion, because he's in between New Zealand and the UK a lot, so um, we thought, oh well, you know, we're going to use him on the album, because we knew him quite well, and um, no, he's great, he's coming up with some great ideas, um, great input with band and, and adding different sounds and, um, you know, his harmonies and stuff for me, his ideas are, like, amazing. Him and Simon Gooding, who did the album as well, he's, um, he's just awesome and just, you know, we, we actually did, um, we caught a, we got Endo and Opal down and we had them sent to a big American um, guy to, you know, to, to mix it and, and master it and um, Simon did the same and then we had to choose who was the best and we actually went with Simon so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah cool two really cool people <laughs> yeah so I know we are fast running out of time so I'd love to ask before I go what have you guys got planned once lockdown is finished and is there anything you would like to say to our Australian readers and listeners out there before they go out and grab a copy of Red? Um, sure. Um, well, plans are hopefully um, maybe doing a New Zealand tour um, and then possibly some uh, Australian shows after that. Um, and then we'll be back to the UK Europe um, end of the year. I think that's going to be now. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot of touring
we just we just can't wait to get out there. So please um, keep in mind that we are going to be in Australia this year, and to to come see us, buy our album, buy some merch. <laughs> <laughs> definitely well thank you so much jenny for chatting to us today it's been an absolute pleasure and hopefully we get to see you in australia later in the year yeah sure awesome thank you so much i'll let you go have a great night and yeah we'll see you soon okay, cool. okay. See you thanks bye yeah. Yeah. judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.